Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done only as he ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to you, his sons and daughters. Let's use each and every episode to help us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room, which is racism in the body of Christ. For too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep this issue under the rug while pretending and acting as though it didn't exist. You can help and support this podcast through your love and prayers, and also by telling your families, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server under this title. And remember, if for some reason you don't receive it through the uploads or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello, and again, welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week's episode is entitled, Institutional Rot. On Friday morning of last week, I woke up at 4.10 a.m. We all know how it is when we wake up, it's still dark, and real quick, we wanna see what time it is. Like we do during these moments, I glanced at the clock, saw the time, and then of course, couldn't get back to sleep. We all know the routine, of tossing, turning, covers off, then back on, praying, talking to God, and then starting everything all over again, but still not getting back to sleep. As I was lying there totally awake, I began to think about this week's subject matter for the podcast. Suddenly I heard the words of Dr. Martin Luther King when he said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The words, the content of their character, continue to ring in my heart and spirit. Now let me say that I'm not quoting Dr. King because February is Black History Month. I'm not a person who runs with the pack. Neither do I give prophecies or say things and then say it's God if he's not speaking to my spirit. According to the word of God in Jeremiah 23 and 30, therefore declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words supposedly from me. I don't steal another prophet's prophecy saying that it's from God. While everyone was running to give a thus saith the Lord, when Donald Trump was running for re-election, I didn't feel that I needed to run with the pack so I could be among them. God didn't say anything to me as to who would be president, so I kept silent concerning that matter. Of course, we all know that after those prophecies of him being a two-term president, 
didn't come to pass, with the exception of maybe one or two, no one has apologized to those that followed them for lying on God. I must wonder if they ever repented before the Lord himself. Having said all of that, today I must share with you a word that God is speaking to my spirit. There was an expression coined long ago that I basically adhere to. It's that eagles only soar with other eagles or else they'll soar alone. Since my husband went home to be with the Lord in 1996, I've been alone in the matter of not being with a mate. I don't date and I've never remarried. But that's not what that expression was referring to. What it means is that there are certain standards qualities, and characteristics about an eagle that no other fowl has. Therefore, either the eagle will be with only other eagles that possess those qualities and traits, or they'll be alone. I would say the same for people with characters of morals, honor, and integrity. If they truly possess these qualities, you won't see them with are giving accolades and honor to people who don't. More and more, I see that I'm not the only one of this opinion. It says the Lord said to Elijah in 1 Kings 19, I have 7,000 who have not bowed their knees to Baal. I'm seeing more and more and more of Christians, of men and women of God, of evangelists, prophets, pastors, preachers, teachers, so many who are now standing up and saying they do not agree with the things that are going on in the evangelical system as we're seeing it in the church and body of Christ today. There are still those who continue to walk in honor and integrity and have not betrayed their Christian character. After waking so early Friday morning, that evening, my three-year-old great-granddaughter came to spend the weekend with me. So on Saturday morning, I knew my day would be fully occupied. However, I wasn't willing to give up my time with the father, and I also wanted to give a little more time and attention to the podcast. Another early morning start with me having my prayer and devotion time with the Father and continuing with my daily routine as much as possible. While my little great-granddaughter was still asleep, I picked up my cell phone and glanced over a news feed and was amazed at what I saw. On the Smart News app, there was an article entitled, Evangelicals struggling after four years of Trump-exposed institutional rot. I was even more amazed again when I saw the same article posted on Sunday on the Apple News app. The articles, in my opinion, read like what I've been writing over the past two years. The writer of the article, David Brooks, is described as a conservative and writes for the New York Times. Mr. Brooks spoke with evangelical leaders who are, in his words, and I quote, attempting to pick up the pieces 
after some within the church embraced Donald Trump, which led to many abandoning the church. End quote. I would add to that, as you'll hear later in this episode, that not only have many left the church, many have also left Christ because of these evangelicals. To me, the title of the article says it all. Evangelical struggling after four years of Trump-exposed institutional rot. What it's saying is that after four years of evangelicals embracing and supporting Donald Trump during his presidency, it's exposed things within the church that's been there for only God knows how long. What's been exposed is what's been rotting the very foundations of the church, but kept hidden. The article goes on to state that NBC did a poll last year that shows the term born again has come to mean less about faith, religion, or the church, and instead has become a political distinction and more about saying that, and again I quote, against immigration, science, and abortion, and to signal a belief that discussions of racism in America are antithetical to their idea of America, end quote. I would say that that just about says it right in describing many of the Christians and churches whom I try to continue to reach through this podcast. The article continues with saying that Christian writers are lamenting the evangelical church is breaking apart, end quote. I use my own words to sum that up. It's Christians who are destroying Christianity. Tim Dalrymple, the president of Christianity Today, a well-known Christian magazine, came under fire after calling for the former president to be ousted after the first of his two impeachments. The Christianity Today president said, and I quote, as an evangelical, I found the last five years to be shocking, disorienting, and deeply disheartening. He goes on to say, one of the most surprising elements is that I realized that the people who I used to stand shoulder to shoulder with on almost every issue, I now realize that we are separated by a yawning chasm of mutual incomprehension. It goes on to say, I would never have thought that this could have happened so quickly. The article states that according to Brooks, the embrace of Trump is the proximate cause of the turmoil among Christians. It says that Trump is the embodiment of many of the raw wounds that already existed in parts of the white evangelical world. Misogyny, racism, racial obliviousness, celebrity worship, resentment, and the willingness to sacrifice principle for power. I would say that this is a must-read article. He goes on to say that over the past 
couple of decades, evangelical pastors have found that their 20-minute Sunday sermons could not outshine the hours and hours of Fox News their parishioners were maintaining every week. With reading that statement, the realization came to me that people, specifically Christians, are spending more time watching the news than they're spending with God. No matter what, we must realize that we must have our personal time with the Father on a daily basis. We must take quality time for and in his presence regardless of what other plans we may have. As I've stated in the past, if I have a 6 a.m. flight and must be at the airport for 4 a.m., I have absolutely no problem with waking up at 1 a.m. to assure that I have my time with the Father before leaving home. As I used to say, if I can give an hour to makeup, I can definitely give even more time to the Lord God whom I serve. That should not be a time while driving or after getting on the flight. Before anything or anyone, I must have, we must have our time, anointed, Holy Ghost-filled time with God. In actuality, over the past years, I purposely stopped watching so much news. One of the things we were taught in Bible college was to always be aware of what is going on in the world. We were told to read newspapers, magazines, and watch the news. I continue with these practices, but not nearly as routine as it once had been. My questions to each of us today is, who and what gets more of your attention? Is it the news on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, or God? Who influenced you more, the news commentators and politicians or the Holy Ghost? And one final question, who died for your sins? Was it the person you're following politically or the Son of God, Jesus Christ? Selah, pause and think about those questions for a while. I must be honest, I am so amazed, disappointed, and saddened by the people, Christians who I have known for years, who have been supporting Donald Trump and others who are obvious racists. And let me clarify again, this is not a matter of a person's political opinions. However, when I see a man who openly and unashamedly admits to groping a woman's female parts, a man who's known for his many adulterous affairs, who lies and steals. I find it absolutely mind-boggling as to how Christians who are supposed to be men and women of honor, integrity, morals, and character can support him and literally be willing to fight for him. How can the so-called men and women of God who have professed, preached, taught, and prophesied for years that they were the prophets and voices of God suddenly have such a turnabout? Here is where the institutional rot 
that's been hidden for so long is finally revealed. Finally, the reason that the elephant in the room is not being discussed is out in the open. The institutional rot has always been there. It's just a matter that it's only now that it's being brought to the light. The hatred, racism, semitism, bigotry, bias, lies, deceit, lack of morals, honor, and integrity has always been there, but just covered over with deceit, duplicity, double dealing, fraud, and lies. The adultery has always been there. And this is another reason that so many had no problem with embracing this man. In fact, because these things have always been a part of the church for so long, some have actually found it a relief to finally be able to be their real selves. Evangelicals find it so easy to support and stand by this man because of their own adulterous affairs. Over and over, pastors are being exposed because of infidelity and adulteries. For some, I believe that if they thought they could change the word of God and deceive people into believing that their infidelities were of God, they would the same way they duped their followers into believing that Donald Trump is of God. When will the church wake up and begin to hear God for themselves? Luke 8, 15 through 18 reads from the New International Version, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. It's the seed on good soil that stands for those with noble and a good heart. Let me read these same verses from the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible. Again, starting at the 15th verse. But as for that seed in the good soil, these are the people who, hearing the word, hold it fast in a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart and steadily bringing forth fruit with patience. No one, after he has, he has lighted a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a dining table, couch, but he puts it on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. But there is nothing hidden that shall not be disclosed, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come out into the open. Be careful, therefore, how you listen. But to whom who has spiritual knowledge will more be given. 
and from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks and guesses and supposes that he has will be taken away. If the soil within us is good, then after we have heard the word, we should hold fast to it with a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart. Where are these just, worthy, and virtuous hearts in the body of Christ today? If we profess to having the light of Christ within us and yet are walking in lies and hatred, racism, and bigotry, then we're nothing but lying deceivers and hypocrites. As much as one might think that they're deluding and defrauding others, eventually their lies and deceptions will be revealed. Their true feelings, the true motives of their hearts will be exposed for all to see. As a woman of God, as a follower of Christ, I have the tendency to believe that all who say they are Christians and followers of Christ not only mean it, but they live it. I have been in the past foolish enough to believe that what people pretended in front of me was who they truly were. Obviously, being a prophet, there were times when God would allow me to see or discern true spirits but not always. Never let anyone fool you into thinking that prophets know everything. Only God knows everything. Remember when the woman threw herself at the feet of Elisha and Gehazi went to push her away? Elisha told him to leave her alone. He said that something had happened that God had not told him. God never tells anybody everything. However, I choose to believe what people will allow me to see about them until either they or God will tell me or show me differently. And usually it's them who will reveal their true selves. And let's all remember the old saying, when someone shows you who they truly are, believe them. We are seeing who these evangelicals truly are in the body of Christ. So why accept or try to believe something different? Again, in the 17th verse of Luke 8, it says, For there is nothing hidden that shall not be disclosed nor anything secret that shall not be known and come out into the open. As sneaky and deceiving as some of these leaders may be, God is exposing them continually and accordingly. We are seeing so much and so many of these leaders, pastors, teachers, prophets, and evangelists being exposed for who they truly are. Believe it when you see it and walk away from them. Christians are seeing without a doubt that so many have no character, no honor, no integrity or morals. If ever wolves in sheep's clothing are being revealed, they are truly 
and have been over these past 14 years since the election of Barack Obama. Many of them have held their hatred and racism secret and duped their black followers into believing otherwise about them. But again, as his word says in Galatians 6 and 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I repeat, as I said in last week's podcast, mark my words. Before God allows the church to make a mockery of him or his name, he will destroy it completely. Some will say that it was the enemy, Satan, or try to place the blame on various reasons. However, just as God did when allowing Israel and Judah to be destroyed by the enemy nations because of their wickedness, so it will be for the church as we know it today. Mark my words. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.